Hey guys, this is Michael Lee with the Finding Moments. Um, today I have a really special guest, a good friend of mine, Daniel Swaggity. Yes, sir. Welcome aboard, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing great. Greatly blessed, highly favored. Can't really complain, buddy. That's right. On the beautiful day today, how are you handling this quarantine stuff going on? Well, uh, it's shaky. Right now, I'm handling it all right, but uh. You know, there's times during this quarantine, you know, it's kind of hard to handle it, but I digress. I, I get it. I get it. Well, Daniel, tell everybody a little bit about you. I know I know about you. I know who you are and I know what you do. So fill everyone else in on who is Daniel Swaggerty. Well, to me, he's not a whole lot, but I'm sure to somebody I am. But uh, I'm a 17-year-old traveling evangelist. I travel all over the southeast, and hopefully the Lord will expand my ministry uh, further on. But uh, I love to preach. I've been preaching. Uh, I think I preached my first sermon when I was 14 years old. And uh, and since then, the Lord has blessed me, and uh, I've grown in the anointing and the calling that he has uh, for me. And uh, now my ministry, I preach. Uh, well, since this quarantine's in the way, I don't, but on a regular basis, I preach uh, almost up to every week. And uh, I'm just thankful and blessed to walk in the calling that God's uh, called me into. And uh, I'm a senior at Gordon Lee High School right now. I'm a, I'm a homeschool senior at Gordon Lee High School. But yeah, I just want to follow God's will. And with everything going on, uh, it's okay if, if it didn't go my way. But as long as it goes God's way, I'll be all right. But that's about it for me. Well, Daniel, I know you just touched on that you're a senior at Gordon Lee High School. Um, this year has really been a tough year. I mean, I guess a tough year for half the year already. Your first part of the year, oh, yeah. I feel like you've been doing pretty good, I correct? And then all of a sudden, we come down with this pandemic, you know, coronavirus yeah. going from we're just going to shut down the schools for two weeks to three weeks, and then all of a sudden – Everything screeches to a halt. Right. Um, I know, you know, you've had prom has been canceled so far. I mean, graduation right now, they're not sure when they're going to be able to have graduation. Um, uh, other activities at the high school has been kind of come to a halt mm -hmm. that um, I know, you know, I know you used to be in the band. I know, you know, being, you know, tied with the band, you know, there's several things we had to cancel with the band. Um different auditions for band. I mean, I know the football team is probably this time of year is trying to gear up for next season. The baseball team was in the midst of getting their season started off. Yeah, they were. Exactly. Getting their season started off. Um, of course, volleyball, all these kids are just into going from nonstop going to a screeching halt to having to stay, stay at home. Um, Tell me, tell me how you feel about that. Just, I just want to touch on that with you. Okay. Yeah, I have a lot to say about that. Uh, when this whole uh, virus came out, you know, I just thought, you know, I wasn't, I was thinking lightly of it. Probably shouldn't have, but I was at the time. And uh, I'll never forget the last day at Gordon Lee. Uh, it was a Friday, and they were everybody was talking because I think Catoosa County School closed already. And I said, Gordon Lee ain't never going to do that. We'll be all right. Uh, but then uh, our principal goes on the intercom, and then 
I go, oh no. <laughs> and he uh, he tells the schools we're going to be on quarantine for a few weeks. And then I, I said, well, they'll be all right. And I wasn't really thinking I was just everything hit at once. You know, I was going through that motion of, yeah, okay, I'm just going to do this because I was told to. I'm not going to think anything else about it. And so I, I did it. I went through the week and the next week doing all my online stuff that I really didn't want to do. But I was going through it. And then one day uh, I, I was really worried that everybody was talking about how they're going to cancel school for the rest of the year. And I said, they won't do that. They won't do that because I was really missing uh, my first part, my second. I was missing school. I was missing seeing my friends. And uh, I was I said, I can't wait to go back. And uh, everybody was talking about how uh, they might cancel the rest of school. I said, well, they would never do that. You know, they're, they're getting saying that, something I didn't want to happen. And then sure enough, they, they did. They canceled for the rest of the year. And I was bummed out about it. It was my senior year. It all hit at once. And uh, I didn't have time to reflect on any of it. It just all kind of happened, and I was pushed into it. And, uh, you know, I, I lost my focus. And my perspective and all and my point of view, you know, that that's what matters as Christians. Uh, it wasn't on the Lord. It was on I need to get back to school or, or it's not going my way. You know, that was my whole that was my whole uh, focus, my whole perspective of, well, I need it to go my way. That was my attitude towards things. But you know what? Like I said earlier, it doesn't matter if it didn't go my way, you know. Of course, of course, the class of 2020, there's going to be something different, something special about that class because it didn't graduate like the class of 2019 did. But there, there's a God uh, who will never leave us, and he has a plan for us when we don't see it. And so I just had to wrap my head around that and say, Lord, uh, you know, when I, I can see when I'm not looking at his will, when I'm not in line and tune, to what he wants for me, I get lost and I get confused and I get really worried about my life and what it's going to end up like. Um, and I just remember since I was pushed into all this, I didn't have time to reflect on God and what he, his will was for my life. His will was for the class of 2020 of what he wanted me to do. And so I just began to pray, ask for forgiveness. And, and I felt so much peace, Michael, so much peace. You know, I was praying with the Lord and yeah. I, I began to uh, go back into his will, looking in his word, seeing what he wants for me. and just began to seek him in prayer and meditation. And I have so much peace and joy that the Lord brings me when I'm in his will when I'm, and I'm right with him and have a right heart with him. And all it takes, you know, for, is that step of faith. You know, I, I was perceiving things through the flesh. You know, the Bible says we cannot please him and walk in the flesh. And, you know, I was perceiving things in the flesh. I was I was wanting me, 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 you know. And uh, the Bible talks about uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, it also says that uh, God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. And I had to realize that, that all this chaos and confusion in my life, you know, it wasn't God. And I'm walking in it. I must turn to God. Yep. And so that's what I did, and I've never had uh, so much peace in my life. You know, I just put my faith and trust in Him, and it's just that step of faith I have to take. You know, here at my house, Brother Michael, we have a uh, we have steps that lead up to my front door. Uh, you know, God's going to open doors in our life, but we He's not going to push us through. 
No, nope. he's going to open them doors, and we have to take those steps, those steps of faith to walk through that door. And that's that's what I had to get my my mind and my heart right with him, and my focus uh, right where it needs to be. You know, I was I was really scared. I really was. Uh, my focus it it wasn't on God. It wasn't on Jesus. It wasn't on uh, the the peace of God that I can have through Jesus. You know, it wasn't. And and if I just begin to reflect on that, and I said, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, right now I'm fine with. Uh, I understand that I'm never going to go back to school uh, physically, but of course I, I still take online classes for Gordon Lee. But uh, yeah. I said, you know what? It's it'll be all right because you know there's a quote. My, me and my buddy say, when everything goes wrong, you know, God's still on the throne. Amen. And that's that's all that matters is is that we look to Him. But uh, if you let me, I, I have a verse I want to read. A, yeah. A, a few I have a, a few verses I want to read real quick and I let it over to you and we'll talk a little bit more it, in Colossians Paul writes to the church of uh, Colossians talking about the preeminence of Christ and I've preached on this several times it's probably one of my favorite messages in the Bible and uh, I preached on it a lot and uh, I always touch base on it probably every time I preach because that's how important it is to my life uh, but I just want to read it's a lengthy little bit, but I just want to read what Paul Paul gives to us. It starts in the premise of Christ. It says in verse 9 of chapter 1, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You know, right there, that's what I needed. You know, if I, if I didn't put Jesus first when I was walking in the flesh, Brother Mike, that's where I was. I wasn't filled with the knowledge of his will and always scripture. I was lost and I was confused. Yep. If we just put the Lord first, I better stop blabbering and keep on reading. But it says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to be partakers of inheritance of the saints in the light. I love this part. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son of his love in whom we have the redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. I love that through Jesus Christ, what he did on the cross, you know, it's the Easter weekend, Brother Michael, and we were yep. reflecting Good Friday of how Jesus died for our sins and how Easter Resurrection Sunday, he rose again. But it's it's through that power, the glorious power of God, that we have the redemption through His blood and the forgiveness of sins. And I'm thankful for I'm thankful for that most of all, and uh, justification. I'm just thankful for that. But I better keep on reading chapter or verse 15. It says, "He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created in in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers." All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning and the firstborn of the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. That in all things that Jesus may have the preeminence. You know, I was reading, I first came upon this little message in this chapter. I was studying it for my sermon. Um, called who is your god or who do you put first something along those lines and i began to look at the real definition 
of preeminence and i and i was looking it up and i, I really liked it. it i think it was the the fact of suppressing all others having superiority yeah. over that and I, I said well if you know who is my god you know if i put you know we're supposed to put jesus first and everything else and i i noticed not from uh what other preachers say but i've noticed from life experience that if I just put Jesus first, everything else will fall into place where it belongs. Amen to that. And that's so, so very true. And um, what year were you born? 2002. Born? Okay, 2002. So you're right there. I mean, you're you're right there around 2001, 2002. Of oh, course, yeah. 2001, we're, we're sitting at the uh, 9-11 attacks, yes. which I was working at the time at the hospital in Chattanooga. And um, I think I, I was working at 312s. But anyways, um, I had woke up to, because I worked late that night, the night before, and I woke up to my wife calling from work saying, Michael, you got to get up. And that's the time I got up, went in there and turned the TV on the living room, and I watched the plane, the last plane go into, go into the tower wow. on TV, on live. That scared me to death because all of a sudden, a few minutes later, you know, another plane hit, another we were under attack. Well, I had never, I was born in 73. Um, and from, I didn't remember Vietnam. I remember my uncle coming back from, you know, talking about being in Vietnam, oh, yeah. but I wasn't in a present wartime, but that was, you know, we've never been attacked on our soil ever since Hawaii. Um, and at that time, I think I was 20, maybe 21, 20, no, 20, 23, 24 years old at that time, 25, maybe. Um, and I remember getting my phone call from my mom. She lived in Atlanta, and she was scared to death. She goes, I don't know what's going on, Michael. And I said, I don't know, neither, Mom. Um, and that's when they started shutting down all the airports. Wow. They started, I mean, it was just like, and it's nothing like we're going through right now. They didn't shut down schools and stuff, but all of a sudden, they just started shutting down the airports, traveling thing. They were, I mean, you know, you know, we had, I mean, it was, we were coming down to a screeching halt in transportation, um, and it was a scary time then, but why I, why I asked what year you were born, um, it's kind of funny because a lot of your, not, not funny. I don't want to say funny, um, <laughs> how it's a coincidence that your generation this year of seniors, a lot of your seniors this year has been in, uh, been born in 2001, yes, in 2000, 2002, and now we're going through this other issue this year, your senior year, your 17th year, some of them are. Some of you guys were turning 18 or probably just turned 18 years old. Um, and I believe this strong heartedly. This is, I believe this very strong heartedly. Um, you know, I'm a youth leader at my church. Um, so, and I've heard this many times and I believe it that um, God's ra rising up a generation. Yeah. And I really, really do think that your generation is the generation right now which is going to be rising up in these times. Um, so I don't think it's a coincidence that this year, this year is happening with this pandemic stuff and how everything started happening. Cause you know, we're going through the whole situation of fear and, you know, people hoarding things and fear and, you know, their focus is, was, you know, but now we're, we're getting to the point that we're, that we're isolated at home yeah. and they're not letting us, you know, get out in more groups than 10 and, you know, shutting down the churches. And I've heard people go, Oh my gosh, you know, 
we're losing our rights. You know, we're losing our rights at church. We're not going to be able to get together and worship like we should. And we're mm-hmm. not going to, we're not allowed to go here anymore. And we can't go see, you know, our, you know, grandparents and all this stuff. And it has nothing, you know, I, I'm not worried about the virus. Right. Um, I'm worrying about people's hearts and people's minds through this whole thing. Yes. You know, because now, you know, and, you know, I even heard the president say this and other politicians say this, that they're concerned about suicide rates. I mean, right now, you know, this country has been going through issues and the world has been going through issues where a lot of people in depression and anxiety and being on medication for all that and going through all kinds of stuff in life. And this right here, I mean, that's like, you know, adding this on top of it. But, you know, we need to pray for those people. And, you know, because the whole process, every time I've talked to somebody, it's a fear. Yeah. Anxiety. Not sure what tomorrow has. Is tomorrow going to be worse? Are they going to do this to us next? Are they going to make us not leave the house ever? Or are we, you know. We've already lost school, so what are they going to do? They're going to make everything shut down, or I'm not going to have a job tomorrow, or I'm not, you know. We're getting this fear and anxiety, which I get it. I understand, yeah. you know, we got to take care of our family. we got to take care of ourselves. But I've also seen good come out of it. Oh, yeah. I you know, I have, ne- I have never seen that many church services that live stream on, t- on TV that people that probably haven't been going to church or what watching church. Yeah. I mean, and you know, our church has been praying for revival and I know you probably have been praying for revival revival too. Oh yeah. But can you imagine when this stuff is over with not having the opportunity to go and worship and go to church, how much more hungrier it's going to make you. I mean, it's like taking something away from you that you, always did all your life and all of a sudden you know you can't do it again and then when you had that opportunity to go do it what are you going to do you're going to go do it yep. full heartedly you're yes. going to be like you know pedal to the metal i am gonna i mean that's just my take you know a little bit about that i feel like that revival will break out yeah, will. and not only that it's also strengthening us these families i mean I think I'm getting more family time than I have ever had. That's awesome. Um, I have family that's spread out through the United States, and I have family, our local family here that lives in Cleveland and Hickson and all that, and we only get together on birthdays or Christmases or Thanksgivings or Easter's and stuff like that because we all have busy lives. Mm -hmm. But it's been so crazy because we haven't been able to do this or be able to talk to each other or hug each other or talk to each other. We've been doing Zoom. We've been going weekly, 10 or uh, ten family members on a Zoom meeting, watching my great nephew crawl on the floor, <laughs> sitting there and chatting and talking and saying, I miss you and oh, wanting sweet. to talk. I mean, and we're doing this on a weekly basis where, you know, we're, we would just do text messages every now and then, but now we're more involved and checking on one another. And can we do a Zoom meeting next week? Can we do, we did, my wife's birthday on a zoom meeting how about that you know it's just because we are craving to be with our people again yeah 
And it's so hard. I mean, I do Wednesday night discipleship with my with my high schoolers. And at first I start off with a couple of kids and I was really discouraged. I was like, you know, they're not going to get this Zoom stuff. But, you know, last week I ended up having 15 high schoolers and we stayed on a Zoom meeting. I had to up the thing with minutes on the Zoom meeting because we were over an hour because they just oh, wanted yeah. to chat talk. That's because awesome. they were so hungry for interaction and they were so hungry to get back to you know they couldn't wait to get back to church they couldn't wait to get back to school they couldn't wait to you know and you're talking about perspective and i'm gonna let you talk some more in a second i'm just rambling on but but the perspective you know we don't you know you always have that saying you don't know what you have until you don't have it no more right and Sometimes God, I feel like God is stirring in us. God is preparing us. And I feel like God's been preparing us for this whole year. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it takes to have some things taken away from us to realize and get us where God needs us to be. Yeah. Before we can start rebuilding us and getting us ready for something good, something that we're going to be hungry for because, you know, we as a nation has not been hungry for the move of God or, mm-hmm. or things. And we take a lot of things for granted because everything's at our fingertips. We could order something from Amazon. And it's here. We could do this and it's there. And I could go get this when I want to go get this. And I could go do this that, you know, when I want to do it. Now we can't do what we want to do when we want to do it and how we want to do it. Yeah. And I think God's going, Hey, your eyes needs to be focused on me. Right. You need to be thinking about me. Amen. Because I'm your strength. There we go. So I, I know you, I, and I, not only one senior in your house, you have another senior, you have a twin brother that's yes, also too. a senior this year. So what is his take? Has he said much about it or talked to you much uh, about Well, yes, he has. Uh, he's going through it differently. Uh, he's actually really doing better than I am about it. Uh, he's going off to college. If you know, he got a full scholarship to St. Louis, uh, uh-huh. Washington University in St. Louis. And so he's been excited about that. So his, his, you know, he wasn't really worried about Gordon Lee as much as he was Washington University. Yeah, yeah. And so other than that, he's enjoying his free time. He's a musician. He plays uh-huh. saxophone, piano, fiddle, and guitar. So he's been doing a lot of that and a lot of uh, family time as well. So he's actually been taking it pretty, pretty good, better than I have. <laughs> How many of your friends? You getting any feedback from your friends? I know I do. I sure do. Uh, now you know Vernon, the yeah, very talented. Oh young yeah, man. he he'll call me. We got off the phone this morning, probably around three o'clock. He, he likes to stay up, so he he's he's actually loving it. He loves it. Now he uh, he does uh, get upset that. Uh, you know, that we'll never go through Gordon Lee again, but he understands and he has good faith. Uh, just like I do that, you know, we're just going to trust in the Lord on this. And that's what we were talking about. Uh, he's doing good about it. And of course my, my friend, uh, Bailey, uh, I actually had a chance to help him through of what the Lord was doing in my life and uh, how he was showing me things I could, uh, use to help Bailey with. Because Bailey took it hard, and uh, and you know what, you know there's power in prayer, 
And if we just put the Lord first, you know, like I said, everything will fall into place. And, you know, I was really helping Bailey, and uh, he got to be in that same level, that same position where his focus was on the Lord. Where, yeah, I had these memories at Gordon Lee, or I had these memories at school that I won't make again, but not, not, I'm not moving on in a hateful way, but I'm moving on in a way that God wants me to so I can move on with my life and forward in God's will. Amen. I mean, um, it's it's tough. Uh, it's tough, and I know it's got to be even as tough as a 40-something-year-old man, you know, right now that, you know, with the industry I'm in now, I'm not working in the hospitals much. I'm full-time realtor, so there's a lot of uncertainties in my side that concern me that I started having issues about, you know, fear of not, you know, providing for the family, fear of, right. you know, you know, you know, all this stuff I worked for to put it, be putting myself in a new, new position. And then, you know, it's not going to pan out or is it falling, falling through the cracks or, you know, what is it going to look like, you know, three months down the road. And, um, it's funny, but, uh, I, uh, was driving, um, it was last Sunday. No. Yeah. Last Sunday, Sunday before last, our church decided to do a drive by where you come by, and you drop off your offering if you want, but it was a drive-by. I call it a drive-by waving. They all stood on the concrete <laughs> six feet away, and you stayed in your car. You could roll down your window, and you just waved at them, and they waved back at you just to say, hey, you know, the staff is here for you. Well, I was kind of, of course, Michael Lee gets, gets like this, and I have to sometimes the Lord has to, you know, tug at my heartstrings or give me a wake-up call saying, yeah. listen here, Mr. Lee. You know, we're not going down this path, but, you know, it was having, having one of those Sundays because like it was four weeks into this stuff. And I was like, this is crazy. Tanya says, let's just go do that drive by waving. And I was like, are you serious? We're going to go by and just wave <laughs> at him. It's just going to make, it's going to make it worse because you can't hug nobody's neck. I just, I was just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So we get in the car and I'm driving and I get a call from a, uh, a good friend that I've known from church and everything. And just good friends in our life. And he, she's like, oh, she goes, I don't know how things are going. But, uh, you know, me and my husband are looking for a house. And we want you to help us find it. And um, right now things are good. We're, you know, whatever their finances are good. So they're ready to move on and buy a house. And this is where we want. And these are houses we looked at. Would you help us? And it was just a phone message. So I handed it to Tanya. She's like, Michael. And I was like, holy cow, that's awesome. And I pull up at church and started doing this drive-by waving. You know, I was kind of pumped because like, okay, God has just showed me that he's going to provide for me. He's yeah. giving me a little nugget saying, you know, Michael. And then by the time we pull out of church, another person says, hey, Michael, I couldn't talk to you at church because we were just doing drive-by wa waving. But I need help. I need you to help me uh, find a house and sell my house. And I was like, and when I was like talking to him on the phone, I was like, now you know that, you know, he goes, I I'm ready. I can do this. Let's just get it done. So there was another thing. God's like going, okay, Michael, let's see, I'm a little bit bigger than you, Mr. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> so I can provide. So I call those, Hunter calls those God hugs. So, but um, now if I wouldn't, if I, I really strongly felt like if I was like going that drive-by waving is something I don't want to be doing, I stayed at home, pity party, yeah. that would never happen. Right. That probably would have never happened to me. And, uh, 
But that's the way I feel like everybody else. We get in those slumps where we're like, uh, this is so bad that I'm just not going to try no more. I'm not going to do this. And And I was like that. I was. And then what happened? It turned around, didn't it? It sure did. It sure did. Because I'm I'm thankful for, uh, you know, I'm saved. But I can always, you know, I found I found like I, I, I was so failing God and, and the slump in the pit I was in this position of life where my, my focus it wasn't on him. My perspective was wrong. Uh but where there's failure there is sweet forgiveness of God. And uh I've always hold on to that. You know, and, and it takes a lot of people uh during this time when their focus is right, it takes them, you know, when God says we're forgiven, we have to walk it too. Because a lot, yep. a lot of times we'll walk and we'll, we'll still hold on to that because that's what the devil wants us to. But when God says you're forgiven, it's gone. And so we just got to focus on the Lord and put him first. And, uh, you know, I can't, I can only explain so much of the peace and joy that Jesus brings me. But you have to experience it yourself. Exactly. See, I'm ashamed to say this. I was so unfocused, and I was seeing everybody's Easter posts and Good Friday posts. I was like, you know what? I said, I said, I, I really did. I said, well, that's sweet and all, but I don't care. And that was the flesh. And you know, you can't, you can't have fellowship with God and walk in darkness. You can't, you can't please God walk in the flesh. You know. And I was ashamed. And when I said that, you know, and yesterday I had one of the greatest prayer times. I have, I have prayer times. I have a little prayer room in my house. And I have a uh, little piano playing going on, and I'll sit there and I'll ba- I'll get on my knees, and I'll and I'll pray and I'll cry. Yesterday was the Holy Spirit was there and uh, it just lifted me up. You know the touch of God. You know the I could feel the presence of the Lord right there, and I was just crying. I was speaking in tongues and I was just worshiping Him. And I I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. And uh, you know all that took was that that change in focus and perspective. And uh, I feel so much better, like I'm high on the mountain where I belong instead of down in that little valley. But, you know, uh, to uh, to be on the mountain, it's going to take a climb. That climb is going to take strength, and that strength comes from the Lord. And uh, so that's all it takes is for us to call upon the name of the Lord. He will help us. He will save us. And we just to have, let, let Jesus have the preeminence and let that rule in our hearts, let it rule in our lives and our minds. And uh, we just put in first. Everything else will find a place. And I know what's happened with my life. I know what happens to yours. And it can happen to anyone's life who just calls upon the name of the Lord. Amen. And that's so true. And I still feel like that. I know we're looking at this situation now that we're like, oh, my gosh, this is just such terrible times. But you know what? If you look at it in another way, saying we're going to be thanking God for this position that we're in. Not that people are getting sick and dying from this virus, but containing us where we're to the point that our perspective of our family, our life, things we, how we do things. Cause right now we have a new norm of things. We now we're communicating with more people. I mean, believe it or not, I have talked to more people on zoom and on the phone than I have ever had in my whole (laughs) life. last year wow. non-stop following up with people non-stop craving to talk to somebody 
even if it's a text, just nonstop taking that moment and going, I need to check on so-and-so. I need to check on this person. I need to do this. And then at home, you know, with family, it's changed a lot. I have, you know, during our prayer time, I've added, we've been doing this for a few weeks now, but I've added this. I, Hunter thought it was funny, but one day I was just, I felt like God was telling me I needed to do this with our prayer time as a family at night, add to it. And what I did is um, I call it debriefing. That night before we prayed, we have a debriefing. I asked Hunter, give me one good thing that happened today. Tell me something good today. And he had to tell me something was good today from his perspective, what he felt yeah. like it was good. If it was something simple like I got my schoolwork done or I got a phone call from Mama or I got to do this today, that was a good thing. And then afterwards, I would say, give me one thing that you could have controlled that you could have done differently today. And, you know, whatever that was that was under his control, he could he would say that. And I'll say, OK, we're going to work on that tomorrow right. because you you have you had voiced it. And then same question goes to me. Same question goes to Tanya. And then we would pray. And every night it just created more of a communication and holding accountability. And it, I felt like this got made us a little bit stronger and. You know, now we crave that at night before we go to bed. We don't even go to our bedrooms or, you know, or we'll go to the bedroom and pray together and do our debriefing. But now it's something we crave, something we need. And I think that's what God is doing, stirring that hunger in us, stirring our hunger to read the Bible more because we have time on our hands at this moment. You know, time to be in prayer with our family, being, you know, being prayer for our nation, craving our, our church family and wanting to, you know, to find any way we can to, to connect. And uh, I, I really feel like that this is a period that God is in that midst of stirring and molding and creating. And we're on that climb. I really believe yeah, that we're yeah. on that climb. Like you said, you know, we're taking it rock by rock mm-hmm. slowly, but surely on that climb. And that during that climb, he is strengthening us because every time we make that one step and additional grabbing another rock to pull ourselves up, that's conditioning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So every time we condition ourselves, condition ourselves, the more we reach up and pull up, reach up and pull up, God's teaching us some condition, you know, condition, yes, you know, indeed. just like we do at a gym. We go to the gym and what we do, we do this pace of what we uh, exercise every day, what we're doing. And that's what God's doing to us right now. We're in a a spiritual gym that he's trying to get us ready and preparing yeah. us for what he has for us when this is over. Amen. Amen. So, I mean, that, that's just my perspective. And I, I am so glad that you got on here with me too and brought in your perspective because it's important to tie in everybody's perspective oh, yeah. and, you know, especially going through this time because, you know, there's, we might have people out there that's listening to this that just needed this extra little touch. I know I listened to all kinds of different sermons and podcasts of other pastors and, you know, and I'll hear a nugget here and there. And it just kind of plants in my plants, you know, it plants a seed in me. And then I'm like going, okay. And then when I catch myself doing that or having that negative thought, I'm like going, wait a minute. I remember when I was told this or someone was saying, this is how they, you know, you know, overcome that. So I feel like you're ministering to me and I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you, man. 
I'm honored um, to be your friend. Well, I'm honored to be your friend, and I'm honored that you know you take your time out to get on here with me and and involving me in your life too, because it makes me feel good. Because I feel like I could, you know, I gain from you, and I appreciate every bit of that. And I love your family, and I think you're a great guy. And God has big things for y'all. He does. And um, and God has big things for this nation yes, if we does. just if we get just humble ourselves. Yeah before him and know that he's God. And sometimes, and this is the, this is the moment when, you know, when he tells us to, you know, just be still and know that I'm yeah. God. This is the time right now to be still and know that he's God. It is. And it's so. just like the uh, disciples on the boat, you know, they were saying, master, wake up. We're in jeopardy. And uh, he woke up, he calmed the storm. He said, peace be still. And then he asked him, where's your faith? So that's why I want to encourage all the listeners when, uh, when we feel like there's jeopardy going on, the storms of this life is uh, raging upon us, you know, with this virus going on, you know, where is your faith? Is it in the Lord Jesus? Because the master's on boat with us today. You know, if we're, if we're, yep. you know, just call upon him. He's there. Just put your faith and trust in him. And uh, who are you serving? You know, who is Jesus to you? That's right. And we must. Uh, and you know, you know, he's to sleep on that boat and they were concerned because they're like, how, the nerve of him sleeping during this storm. Yeah. You know, he already, he has this. He already, I mean, he doesn't have to be, he's not concerned about it. He's got a plan. He's in control. You know, and you, we, right now we feel like, you know, a lot of us are probably going, you know what, master, you are asleep on my boat and I'm going through this storm. How dare you? And you know, it's okay to question him. It's okay to be upset and angry with him sometimes because you don't see you know, you're sleeping. You're not here with me. I don't feel you. I don't see you moving in my right. life. I don't see what things going on. But you know what? He's in control. Yeah. We just have to uh, change our perspective and our focus and let and say, you know what? I'm going to put you first, Lord. You're in my boat. I'm not going to worry because I know you're in my boat and I have that peace. You know, he brings us peace when we trust in him and when, if we put him first. You know, if I, I can go, I can eat a big supper. And I can sit on and go into my living room and sit on the couch and cover up with a blanket and watch TV. And that might seem like a peaceful night, but it's no such thing as peace when you compare it to the peace of God found in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done in my life. You know, uh, that's why I want to encourage everybody to uh, in this time where everybody's looking for peace and other things. You can't find it like you can true peace and joy and satisfaction that you can find in Jesus. Awesome. Well, I do appreciate you. And I think I, I think we we're going to try to land this plane right now. But um, guys, I want I, mean, I encourage y'all to keep that perspective. Keep God yeah. first. Um, and like I said, again, Daniel, you are a blessing to me and my family. I appreciate you coming on here. And I hope this is one of many oh, more. Yeah. I would love to have you on here more. And maybe we get Vernon on here with us, too. That'd be yeah. pretty cool yeah. to have. Because that's one, you know, you two are two talented guys. And that day I got to go see, you know, see your youth um, rally that you had there at Lafayette High School. I was just blown away. It was just such, y'all did such an amazing job. And I just feel like that with your generation, y'all are rising up at the right time. And I think God has his hands on y'all. And he is guiding y'all. And I just 
pray blessings over both y'all and making sure you keep that that pers- perspective yeah. and that that you know letting God lead you in the direction you need to go. Yeah. But, but guys, I encourage y'all if you don't have any church out there, uh, plug in. There's so many online guys. There's so many that you could go live stream. Um, hit it, me and Daniel up. We'll point you to a couple of good ones if you're looking. Or if you need prayer or anything, you hit me and Daniel up. Even Vernon, if you know Vernon, um, they'll take they'll take good care of you. Um, and guys, this shall pass. God has yeah. this. He's under control. And we don't even need a we don't even need need a GPS because he's he has a destination already Amen. destination already set for That's us. Right. We're on autopilot as long as we let him be our let pilot. go and let God. That's right. That's right. Okay, Daniel, I really appreciate you, man. I love I you, love dude. You, man. Have a happy Easter to you and everybody else, and we'll talk to you yes, soon. Yes, sir. Guys, thank you so much again. This is Michael Lee with Defining Moments. Please share my podcast. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.